So today we're talking about Grand Army, a show on Netflix about kids from New York going to a specialized high school. It's kind of like a new era skins, the grassy type, right? Uh, how do you guys want to talk about it? Want to just jump in, go character by character? No, I did not want to go character by character. I think that I don't think every character needs to be like reviewed or whatever. I felt like it was interesting to see that while we were watching it, we all had our own special character. Mm-hmm. So like Abigail's uh, favorite character was Dominique. Dom Pierre. Okay. And your favorite character was? I honestly don't even remember. You go and then I'll remember. My favorite character was Dom's. Was no, it Dom? You like Dominique and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend, yeah. John. 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 There you go. Dom, that's what I was going to no, say. No, John isn't her boyfriend. Dom's John boy, is the Dom's dude that boyfriend. got expelled. No, John is her boyfriend. The dude that got expelled is George. No. There's no George. I just Googled all the names. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that got expelled. Um, or the black yeah. kid that got expelled, Owen? Yeah. Yeah, Owen. Then I'm wrong. Oops. So John is Dom's boyfriend? Yeah. So was Dom's boyfriend my favorite character? I think we were you both liked Dom. John. But you like John. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, my favorite character, I think, was Jason. Right? That was who I liked. Was Jason is trumpet boy, Owen's best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you understood Jason mm-hmm. the most. I felt like connected with Jason. Actually, was it Jason? Yeah, you felt connected with Jason, but you also understood where Owen was coming from. Oh, yeah, both of them. I understood they were in a crazy situation. My favorite characters were Dom's boyfriend and the Indian boy's sister. Sid. Sid. Sid's sister. sister. I liked both of them because their relationship, I appreciated a brother and sister relationship that did not have to involve like uh, them being like Tom and Jerry characters and also did not stem from like destitute poverty and like <laughs> being orphans or something, you know? So I, I appreciated that. And I liked that she was like a strong female lead. She was kind of like no nonsense, wise beyond her years, but also with her tough appearance, she was very soft towards Sid. Like, you know, she was supportive, she, like, even when she found out that um, he was uh, uh, in the closet, mm-hmm. she was still like, you should have told me, like, I would have accepted you. I love you no matter what. Like, I I liked their relationship. And then Dom's boyfriend, although he had some moments where he was just like, mm. Mm, you could have handled that better. I just appreciate the look of a black boy who was going to an Ivy League school but still like down like he wasn't like uh let me put on my suspenders and you know push up my glasses you know he was still like yeah he was so cool and then he was also like a community activist in his school like rallying up the black caucus if you will um for Owen to get him out of the suspension. But essentially, when I wanted to do this review, I wanted us to talk about the parts that were most significant to us. Like, if you can boil down the entire show to what 
what um, brought out the most emotion, the most thought evoking like part of the show. And that's, I was hoping that we would all have different parts. We would have different ideas in mind and then we could discuss why that brought that out in us and what we think the, um, the writer of the play and also the show was trying to invoke when they organized the scenes that way. Okay. Okay, so Abigail, what part was like most significant to you? Um, there's two things. Dominique being like overly de- and um independent and Dominique's mom being like flaky when it comes to motherings. Like one minute she wants to be like, mm, I don't know about this boy. Next minute she wants to be like, I have a man for you to marry. And I will ship you off to God knows where. Well, it's important to note that Dominique is of Haitian descent. Mm-hmm. And um, her family is not well off. They're poor. The scene you're talking about is right after her oldest sister um, just hurt her back. Yeah, her and ruined, not ruined, but like basically uh, that okay. took away the large part of their family's income. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So um, in order to make money, her mom decided to to not sell her off, but to marry her off to another Haitian man who's seeking citizenship. But this Haitian man's like 20-something. Yes, he, he was significantly... No, he's, he, he was like significantly older than... I thought he than, was like of college age. Yeah. But I don't think he was like 23. I thought he was I think like he was 19, 20. But Dominique's like so. her second year of high school? No, she's a junior. She's a junior. She's like so 16, she's 16, and So 20, 21, 22 I don't better? think he was 21. I, I think, think he was like, like 19, no, 20. I think he was like pretty grown. He was pretty grown. I, you know what? Okay, sure. But yeah, even still with him, I feel like, um, I don't know. One of the bigger questions that I had was just like, how is it that we were in a position where uh, Dom is like... Where how are we in this position where like we are so close to like everything going away like poverty like uh, I don't know I mean they weren't that close not like she gets into college and then all of a sudden they're living the high life you know but usually you know like the disaster happens in like the last hour right Mm -hmm. just when you think everything's going perfect and you're almost at the end that's when everything goes wrong so. Dom, who is very much the head of her household, now decides to go ahead and marry this stranger in order to help her family. And why was that so significant to you? Um, That was significant to me because, like, I guess in some situations... Like you have your parents come in and try to make a decision for you and you wanna you wanna take that decision in and you wanna think about it, but then their mind, their words get in your head and they start replaying and they're like, Maybe I don't need this, maybe I... and they start to sway over your like your own voice in your own head. So I kinda related with that, but again, Dom Dominique's like a complete extreme. Like my parents wouldn't have said nothing like that. That's a different level. But I resonated with that and it hurt me because Dominique is like my favorite person. I was always cheering Dominique on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to see you happy. This is John. John came up to her, asking her to go to prom. And now she's crying outside of a hair store. Yeah, she had to say no, <laughs> because if she po- if it's seen on like social media or something, that might alert immigration that her marriage is fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I didn't even think about that because... 
No, they out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They check. They like, looking for you. This is the new age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Social media. They come yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. That's but crazy. the funny thing is, you, like, watching this show with you kind of helped me understand. Not understand. Was it understand? I'm going to say understand for now. It helps me understand that you don't really see the larger picture of things. You're kind of like living in that moment. Dominique was able to, I don't think she was able to see the larger picture of things, but she had a self-sacrificial attitude about her already where Mm -hmm. for my family, I can do anything, right? But the point that I was trying to make to you when we were watching is that that is her family member, right? Not to say that your parents will always make the right decision for you, but if you're going through it, your parents will only want what's best for you. And the the difference, though, is that Dominique was able to give her mom the benefit of the doubt. And I don't think you did that because it's not your mom, but also with your own mom, you have to sometimes give them the benefit of the doubt. It's not that she's doing this because she wants to ruin my chances of going to a good college, of finally breaking out of poverty, but she's doing this because she thinks this is the best way to help our family. This is the best way. How can I go to college if we are broke? She might have to drop out of high school to work if they don't find a way to make this money. So her mom was trying to prevent that. And Dominique understood that I need to find a way to do both. So she was doing hair, going to school, looking for that internship, and she was gonna get married to this guy because she wants it all. She wants her family to be good, but she also wants to be successful in life. I'm just hoping that watching that allows you to, one, know that anything worth having you have to work for it. It's not like sitting down on her couch crying about her situation was going to help her get anywhere. Two, your family only wants the best for you. And three, you don't have to do it alone. Dom's friends were there for her when she did have her breakdown. Her mom saw her going through it and was like, nah, I'm not going to do that to my kid. We're going to find another way. You know, so I, I like that's just what I had to say about what you had to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But for me, I think that sometimes in life you I'm not gonna say need, but you should be a little selfish with yourself. You shouldn't like to the point where like when I say Dominique was overly independent, but I see her situation, like I don't know if I ever could be out here running out of school, pushing. Like, she literally looked the security guard in her the eyes and was like, I'm going to walk. And she walked out that door. And I'm like, I couldn't do that. Hmm. Or when she's like, if somebody like John came up to me, proposed that kind of way, I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so those are two moments, Abigail, where you've decided that she should be selfish. Selfish. So what yeah. moments are you then proposing selfish. for selflessness? Well, that's where I'm conflicted. I'm like, <laughs> oh, like no. no moments for selflessness, <laughs> no. only selfishness. Yes. Well, but if you had gone, student, so. not only that, but if you go through the thing of only selfishness, then 
Dominique no longer becomes the kind of person that her family can depend on. And I know you're thinking, well, that's good. They shouldn't have to depend on her. But is her family better off if they don't have someone to depend on? Is Dominique better off if she becomes ostracized from her family? She loves her two younger uh, nieces and nephews. She loves her sister, even though her sister gets on her nerves. She loves her mom. And I don't think if you ask the character if she would rather just abandon them for all the riches untold that she would choose to abandon them. And I don't think she'd be better off if she did abandon them. So I know you want to advocate for it's okay to be selfish sometimes. And I do agree with you that it is okay to be selfish sometimes. But I feel like um, maybe this is just the firstborn in me speaking. (laughs) I am of the mindset that for my family, I can do anything like I, if I had to work in a slut shop to feed you guys, I would do that. Because who would do it if I don't? You see, as the second sibling, my <laughs> mentality is there's money. another way. <laughs> there's another way. And that's kind of been my whole thing with Dom. Like, I, she's definitely like the tragic hero of this story. And watching her, I'm just like, it doesn't have to be you, man. It doesn't have to be you. Like, I don't remember if she, like, when um, Owen and. Jason came to her to return the two hundred dollars, yes. and I remember she didn't want to take it at first. When they stole, after they stole her wallet, mm-hmm. um, they sold their belongings to mm-hmm. make up the two hundred dollars to give to her. Yeah, and, and at first she rejected it, but even. she ended up taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in situations like that, like I understand that there's a sense of pride and there's like a sense of like, uh, this is my journey. This is my. Uh, cross to bear but i i do feel like there are times where i'm just like had there been more you think it was pride when? i don't think it was pride what do you think it was i'm okay speaking from a female's perspective if i take this 200 dollars, am i done being mad at you nah mm-hmm. i reserve the rights to be angry with you whether or not you paid me my money or not so i think more so she was like does this make it okay because my siblings still can't go to their after school activities like that's and cool. you still put me through that whole crap with the the school. And like, that's cool. So I think that's what I don't think it was necessarily pride. I don't think she was like, oh, I'm going to find another. No, she wants her money. But also, I'm upset with you and I'm not done being upset with you. But and I don't want to collect this money. And then you think we're all good now because we're not. Well, that's still a sense of pride. That's still like a sense of like holding on to your feelings and like to not like belittle yourself or to like it's not about belittling it's that she's hurt like okay, she was supposed that, like, to get her siblings into this program which would alleviate time for her to do the things what i'm that saying she wants is to, to put your hurt in front of your need is uh, is a prideful act it's not really need because she no longer needs the 200 dollars. but even still her life needs the 200 dollars. her life could be a lot easier with those 200 dollars. i'm saying that in a lot of her thinking it's it is still very much internal as opposed to uh, opportunistic or mm. trying to take advantage of, of her surroundings. Okay, I understand, but I disagree because she didn't need the two dollars anymore. Of course, and I'm th- that's well, like she uh, kind of did because remember she's about to get down crazy. I mean, she still store. did need the money because <laughs> she no, still needed to buy the hair supplies. She was about she's, to what? Get embarrassed in front of her um John. Remember when she went to the store? Her mom was like, "I got some gift cards." That's a different that, time. I, that, that was a different earlier. That, yeah, that was earlier. Her mom spending above her means. Mm-hmm. That's where she used the two hundred dollars. Mm, was it? Yeah, hey, she might be right. That's yeah, where she, she used the two hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 
Even still, it's like... But she didn't know that when she collected $200. And that's what I'm saying. You will need that $200. Okay. That's what but you're you are saying. But you are so angry that... Because even saying, if it wasn't for the mom at Target, it's for the hair supplies that she needed to buy at the beauty store. It's for... But all of these things are after the fact. But she you know, know what you're in living. That moment. You know where you're living. And, okay. I'm, and I... You can bigger even picture, say, Ian. Yeah, it's a bigger, bigger picture, picture thing, yeah, and it's just true. like and but in that moment she was acting on because honestly in that moment speaking from a female perspective she was being petty. It was not. It's she was being petty and she wasn't thinking about the bigger picture. Obviously, if she thought about the bigger picture, like oh damn, this two hundred dollars could help my family. But at the end of the day, it's just like you did something stupid and you need to be you punished to for be that. Punished. But. I don't want you to be punished at the same time. Mm-hmm. I just want you to and not do anything stupid. And even her demeanor stupid. towards them and getting in trouble with the school at first was still very like and like yeah because well, how is that her fault? Who told you to take the money out of my and bag? And I understand that completely. I'm just saying that in as far as her like situation with her mom and money and whatnot, I feel mm-hmm. like that was the time for thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And that was the time to be like, oh well, I'm gonna take this money because somebody needs to help us. Not even just because somebody needs to help us, because you could take, you could snatch the money and be angry because, and she eventually took the money. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that in more situations, like with her friends, she could ask them, like, um, guys, like, I really, really need this. Like, can we raise up some money for some yeah, of your supplies? Yeah, that's true. Guys, but we... she is also not used to receiving help. She's very independent. She, yeah. yeah. It's not even like only just independence. It's, it's independence. It's, it's pride. It's, it's, I don't like how y'all are calling it. It's it doesn't pride. have to be pride. Don't have pride, to be bad. Yeah, pride. No, doesn't no, no. Have to be a but bad here's thing. the thing. I don't think it's just independence. Okay, I think it's just it's kind of like a trauma associated with having to do it by yourself for so long. You know, I'm pretty sure that this is the first time that she's had a group of friends who have been with her for so long and who understand her situation. You understand? So. With these group of friends now, you're not going to start telling them your woe is me life story and asking Mm -hmm. them to help you. No. And I can see where that can be construed as pride. You know what? I'll give it. Maybe it is pride. And And I think I think as you're saying, I think it can be a combination of the two because it doesn't necessarily have to be her thinking about the way that it's looked at her talking about it, just mm-hmm. more so overcoming that feeling exactly. of talking about it exactly. in her situation. And getting over the feeling of, I have to do it by myself because mm-hmm. nobody else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, There are people who are willing to help me do it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the points that I was telling Abigail about, that there are some times where you might feel like there is too much on your plate. Instead of... um villainizing maybe your family or anything understand that if they know that you're going through it they'll help but you have to let them know you know if once dominique's mom saw that dominique was unhappy she turned around and helped her once her friends saw her break down they let her know like we're here for you even her her boyfriend was like i know you were going through something but that doesn't mean that I don't want to still take you to prom. Well, she asked him to prom. And he said yes, because he could have definitely been on some, nah, man, you already turned me down three Crazy. times. Like, you're not going to talk to me like that. Anymore. Like, he could have oh, been wow. like that. But he was definitely like, nah, like, it was always you that I wanted to go with anyway. So I'm glad that you worked out your situation. 
But Alex, what was your significant moment? Um. Okay, so my significant moment, it's not really a moment. There's several moments, but I felt like uh, Joey's and Layla's characters were both very significant in just kind of like telling the... They were the wow factor of that show. They were just, yeah. they were just the, the what? Yeah, the what. Yeah, I felt like they were just kind of like, they were both uh, seeking attention. They were just both like falling in this hole of just looking for admiration and looking to be like, have a pat on the back or uh, affirmed in themselves. For uh, Layla, it's in her identity, whether or not she wants to be this, whether or not she wants to be identified as this Chinese girl, whether or not she wants to fit in with the rest of the kid, the popular kids, or she wants to be viewed as like a sexually empowered person. I think she just wants to be like affirmed mm-hmm. in, 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 in any identity, but I don't think she understands what her identity is. Mm-hmm. And for Joey's case, I think it is almost in, well, I think it is in this like sexually free and, uh, Joey is socially- actually very repressed. No, she is very repressed. And I realized that, like, when I'm thinking back about about this show, like, there is nothing about her, not nothing, but there's very little about her that is uh, sexualized in the beginning or that is, like, given this, like, racy type of personality. Like, in that initial scene when they were, the bomb thing had go- was going on and they were all, they all had to hide into the stairwells mm-hmm. and the teacher yells at her for wearing the shorts mm-hmm. when... Everybody in her gym class was wearing shorts. Even shorter than hers. Regardless, they're all wearing the same shorts. I beg to differ. I feel like from the first time Joey enters the scene, sex is attached to her character. The wow. first time we see her, she's digging up her friend's vagina. Yes. That's... that's but that's not sex. Her friend... Had... No, 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 no. I'm, it's sexual. Her, even if her friend had a tampon... Not a tampon. A condom stuck in her... Even from the perception of the black girls listening to what's going on, they're like, whoa, are they having lesbian sex in the bathroom? So from the beginning, she is presented. Sex is also presented with Joey. But what I'm saying is that, yes, narratively, they did that to tie the this is going to be her her character or part of her character arc. But Joey, the person, Joey, the person, when she wakes up and sleeps at night, she does not exert this sexual nature about her because even in that scene that's when the girl says oh you've had that abortion right she said well why would you think i've had an abortion joey's trying to help this girl who is panicking about having a condom stuck inside of her which also lends to that joey besides when we've seen her past our introduction to her has already had that sexual nature pinned on her by her peers Mm -hmm. so even though you're saying that when you saw joey you didn't see any anything sexual about her that might be your um first time like unbiased viewer no what i'm saying is that in retrospect in retrospect when i when i first saw her i'm like oh this is the she is the that girl she's the racy promiscuous like she has that feeling about her but and on second thought i realized that a lot of those things are projected onto her but she yes. is, she's seen as that girl in her school. But her herself... But we her- don't see that from that beginning, Alex. We don't see that from that no. beginning. The fact that she was so willing and able to um, shove her hand up somebody else's private parts shows that um, 
And that's not even, that girl doesn't even end up being like a close friend of hers. So that just shows that, uh, I don't want to say anything offensive, but. What are you trying to say? She a little loose. She I don't not, think that has anything it, to do with that. Nah, bro. Like girls who are prudish in high school are not going to help you take anything you know out of your vagina. And you know what I think that that has to do with though? What? That has to do with her identity of activism and sexual freedom. Yes, which then means that she is not just perceived. It's also How something that? that she identifies as. Is Bernie Sanders perceived as a sexually loose and free person? Because he speaks of those same things. I'm saying that she's an advocate for Joey a lot of... Sand- I mean, Joey Sanders. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders speaks about sexual freedom. He speaks about sexual Women care rights. and women's rights. But no, that's what I'm saying. that's not the same thing. I think you're missing the point of okay, what I'm saying. Finish your point. <laughs> My point is to say that Joey is a progressive person from the beginning of the series. Not really, but okay. She identifies as a progressive person she does at the at the, at the start of the series mm-hmm. her progressiveness is though colored by her her whiteness and by her i don't her know if misunderstanding it's, of the word progressive um sure i guess but I, i'm saying that it's colored by her whiteness and also by her like her life under the microscope of a male gaze like i do think that she she unknowingly has this cat and mouse type game that's going on with all, all of her friends that they're all they all have this like kind of unspoken attraction towards her whereas she has it as this is just her this is her gang and i don't think that she is she yeah okay continue i don't think that she is like i'm not to even like play the victim card but i'm just saying that she's oblivious to a lot of the things that are happening around her and as she continues to follow into these things like in her as that beginning scenes to plays out with the teacher yelling at uh, uh, yelling at her for having the shirt the shorts on she goes on to take that to have her free the nipple campaign and have and do all of that but she has no uh she has she doesn't have the awareness to kind of like take it further than just a, a gotcha moment to her teacher she's just using it as you know oh this i was affected at this and i was affected because of something that can be taken as a a conservative viewpoint and i'm going to use my progressiveness to combat it okay joey was my least favorite character yes layla joey joey what about layla no i dislike joey more than i dislike layla oh i don't even dislike layla I layla is lost but She's. Yeah, I yeah. think she's sal- salvageable. Layla is gonna grow sphere. up, and she's gonna be a really bomb person. Like she, she's gonna go through a whole bunch of things. She's gonna self actualize, and she's gonna be a go getter who knows what she wants and trailblazes her way for um, Asian American people. I can see that because really, all this thing, the all the craziness that's happening with her is. I think Layla's more lost than Joe. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All the stuff that's happening with her is, I feel like, um, is adolescent mm. ambition. Mm. That's all that's going on with her. She's an ambitious young lady, and she's not being able to hone ambitious? it. She's ambitious. What's ambitious? Ambitious means throwing herself at boys and writing a one. She she wants to be the coolest girl at school. She wants to be as attractive and have the attention as Joey has. She also wants security. I don't I don't think it's always like right now it's showing up as insecurity mm-hmm. but I feel like when you attach it to everything else that 
is going on with her, you realize that she just really wants to be there. She wants to be um, at that unattainable level. That's all she's trying to do, you know? Mm -hmm. She, like, even if she's being Asian, she wants to be the best Asian. She wants to have everything about her express that she's Asian. And if she's white, then she wants that too. She wants all the privilege that comes with whiteness. And if she's a female, then she wants to be a female that other females aspire to be, which is Joey. So she wants to be Joey, right? If it's about her sexuality, she wants to explore her sexuality. She wants to um, identify herself, what she is sexually. All of these things are just her pushing for that unattainable thing and it's a little wild right now because there's a lot of hormones involved and there's a lot of uh psychological issues that need to be addressed but i feel like once she hones in that raw energy she's gonna be able to do anything she sets her mind to because at the end of this show she is pretty darn cool she gets herself a little side booth thing and no one's thinking about joey anymore so that'd be good what are you thinking right now no. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> okay, but where was the lie? Where was the lie? Is she I think that you have... You took one thing and you ran with it. Yeah, you took one thing and you ran with it. What one thing? Her little anime scenes where she's like... Yeah, exactly. No, no, yeah. but it's not only her anime scenes too, either because in class... She writes that bomb Asian essay that I thought was stupid, but, but her you, teacher loved it. And she shut eat. up her Asian, little Asian um, haters in the corner. She was just like, shut the heck up. And on top of it, she dusted George's um, rapey self and got herself a boo thing that's going to worship her, which is what she was looking for in the first place. Uh if you take from the place where she's like, oh, I'm so sorry to George every time she does something, um, as opposed to this other kid who looks at her with hearts in her eyes, she has leveled up. Okay, yes, I understand that. But I think that what we're seeing is her, like, she's gained, like, almost, like, uh, in, in intensity points, right? So I think that her insecurity, she's fallen so deep into her insecurity and by putting herself in a lot of these situations with whether it be with whatever she's talking about to the rabbi or uh, George, Joey, whatever, like whatever those situations are, she's gone through it so many times that by now she realizes that I can use, uh, Omar, the, the other kid that she was at with the play. She's like, I can use him. Like this guy, he's head over heels for me. I have him in my hands, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that's her coolness or ambition. I think that she's, praying she was a pre- she was preyed on and now she's a, a realized what she can do to pray on somebody else yes she is i don't want to say it's praying because what is omar losing omar is lo- he's going to lose in the end when he realized that she doesn't he's like him he's a teenager he's a teenager so what does that there, have to he's do gonna with be him all right hurt. this is going to be a blip in his history where he's going to be turn like into layla being a person who has a whole bunch of toxic relationships and just is and i open. agree with that i feel like she will have the toxic relationships she's going to stumble through her but teen and early because right now she's yet to awaken to anything she's... i don't expect her to awaken she's 14 15 years old all i'm saying is that she's she's gonna go through it she's gonna probably end up needing therapy she's gonna be a horrible person until one day she self-actualizes and then she's gonna hone in on all of that energy 
that she has. And it's, you're, listen, the people that I know who are super, super successful and super ambitious were horrible people as kids. They were just horrible because there was a lot of hormone, a lot of ambition, a lot of energy that they could not get a hold of and ended up wilding out. Then they got older and they're like, oh, it seems like sometimes I take my desire for greatness and use that by trying to force people to give me their energy. And I think that because they think I'm great, then I'm great. But really, I just want to be great. So I don't need to have people's affirmation. I just need to look forward and attain greatness. That shift has to happen. She has to realize that instead of siphoning Omar's energy and using that to um, make herself feel better, she needs to... Put that into something that's going to make people look up to her instead of her having to suck from people. I think that that is a far leap for it her. Is, I'm not saying that it's definitely going to happen, but I'm saying these are the kinds of like people. It's like a what through. if. That's a no, I'm saying that these are the kind of, and she's a very smart girl. I don't think it's far-fetched to say that if she, and not only is she smart, but she's privileged she has white parents they're gonna make sure that she's good no matter what so can you imagine these kids that just end up going through crazy drug yeah but and alcohol i feel like she's she's not as lost as y'all think that she but, is i feel like a lot of the things that she does are very deliberate and those deliberate nature allows me to know that she's not just um dealing with just measly insecurity you know I think she's a slave to her like, like <laughs> desire to be desired i think that like i think right now she is lost i do but i think that she's a smart girl i mm. feel like she has all of the opportunities within her hands mm. and i think she has time to get it right and i feel like the odds are more for her than against her. I think they're more against her than for her. I there think are because a million yeah. people like Layla out in the world and they just become gas station attendants. Like I don't think so. I don't do think it. so. I've never seen a gas station attendant who's just like, yeah, my dad, my parents are both doctors who live in like uh the fancy neighborhoods of Brooklyn and I'm here pumping gas. Like even if she ends up becoming just a regular doctor who continues to have um toxic relationships like but then what has she ambition when has ambition achieved her that's privilege has achieved her that yeah but i don't think she'll be just a regular doctor even if she has toxic relationships i feel like she'll be more than just a regular doctor but I that's just we, my just perception i think let's keep it within the realm of teenagerness i think that within in the, the realm of, of teenagerness and in no. high school, I feel like she's probably going to end up graduating being either the top of her class or the second top of her class. Oh I'm just telling you, she's going to end up becoming popular. Like, I just, I, I just, see it. All right, let's just... Let's get away from this. Even though I dislike Layla, I just, I see that. I can see her end up becoming the head of the drama department because that's what she wants to do. She's once this girl's gone. Terrible like, acting. She is terrible, but... She is she terrible, but the, it's the drama department. because what's her name is still there. That what's her name? That what's because she didn't sister? care about it. She just wanted to be on the stage. She, she just wanted, wanted people attention. to look at her. Exactly. But then what's good about so that? So then what's ambitious about that? I'm not that? saying anything good up. about it. Not all ambition is great, but I'm just saying that that's what is actually like happening to her. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, but my point was that. Uh, I hate Joey more than I hate Layla. Yeah. And the reason why I hate Joey more is that I feel like 
Mm. (laughs) deep within. tiptoe around this one. (laughs) Don't get canceled. Okay, so Joey, you you were saying that you don't feel like Joey is herself sexual. I feel like Joey is as much of an attention seeker as um, Layla is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was my initial point. However, I feel like Layla's attention seeking, I can see the underlying layer as... You're just trying to be an awesome person. Mm-hmm. You're going about it the completely wrong way, but you want to be perceived as that girl, right? Whereas um Joey just wants just wants attention. That's it. She just she basks in the idea that all of her guy friends like her, but she feels like she's in control of how far the and what shape the relationship takes. But the part that's so dumb for her is like, and I don't know if this is part of uh, that white privilege or whatever, to assume that in all situations that you will always be in control of how far the the situation goes. I feel like... Mm-hmm. Or the outcome. Like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She, and also she's very repressed. You can see it in, t- in things where she was just like, oh she'll wear something that's obviously revealing like the shirt that she wore and then ask her friend do you think i look like a whore ma'am was that not the intention of wearing the shirt you were trying to say something about your prudish teacher well then why feel self-conscious about it because you don't want people to think of you as a whore you just want them to think of you as sexually liberated not even just necessarily that she was the whole thing was that it it started with her being shamed for how she was looking. She wouldn't have felt moved for the, as far as to go for this if she didn't feel the shame of having her shorts being corrected by her teacher. No, she doesn't feel shame. She feels like the professor should not shame her for the way she was looking. If- That's how she's channeled it. Her original. And that's disingenuous. You're being fake to yourself. You cannot, on one hand, say that you don't want the teacher to shame women for their bodies and then be ashamed of your body whilst um, carrying on about females being just equal to men. And if men can wear white shirts with their nipples out, then so can women. Like... Those two things are not the same. You're either trying to combat the shame and the stereotypes or you're subjecting yourself to them, you know? And if you are in that in-between where I want to combat them, but also I do have, do feel shame towards it, then you need to speak truth to that, you know, instead of pretending to be something that you're not to yourself. And that's what I feel Joey did the entire season. Okay, and I think that... That is a very clear example of somebody who needs to self-actualize. I think... But I don't think after she uh, (laughs) self-actualizes that she's going to be that much better than she is. I feel like if if Layla self-actualizes, I feel like she'll be able to take all of that energy that she's putting into doing crazy things to think of writing a bomb threat to send to the school so that you can... 
What was she trying to do? Get out of school? What was she trying to do? I don't even remember. She did it for no reason. No, no there was a reason. reason. <laughs> Everything she does has a reason. No, not until the last mm. few episodes. The last few episodes where she starts like, but originally she was just kind of like flailing. But when was she flailing? Like, like the interactions she, with Joey? No, after she like got her the whole interactions with Joey, into her interactions Instagram with thing, George, after that post, her interactions with Rachel, no, 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 her no, 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 no. She knew why she wanted like, George. She went after she George watch? because George liked Joey. I don't even think yes. that was the original. That was the original I think reason. She just liked George. I think she just liked George. She yes. said that she walks in on the first, in her first, not her first scene, but like her second scene with Rachel. She says, with her friend, she was like, she said that she liked George. And then that was like, I think that was, she was like in the bathroom. And that's when the other girl that's mean through to her throughout the whole season was said something to her. And then she get, ends up making out with George at the end of the episode at the, at the party she snuck up to. But then she ends up getting her, she ends up being pit against Joey because she finds out that George likes Joey. Well, she wasn't put against Joey. Either. Well, she pits herself against Joey. <laughs> okay, well, I guess, but I feel like George was picked because George was in Joey's circle. George is part of the cool crowd. She gets points for being with George, and then she gets to compete with Joey in her head. I think that's all happenstance that then, just falls like how it did. <laughs> like this just fell how it did. But in Joey's case, I think that for Joey, it's a little more of Joey's whole problem is I think that she already was this the person who had this the white activism on them because I think that's a real thing. I think there are millions of white people in America that want to fight for justice and reform and change, but they only see it through a white eye. And it's not even a white eye through. Like, it's only self-serving. But through a self-serving eye, whether it, that be white or whatever. But it's only in the way that it affects them personally. And I think that that was coupled with the fact that she was dealing with her parents' divorce, her father cheating on her mother. And and also the fact that she, one, has judged her, the woman that her dad cheated on. Yes. And th- I feel like that might be the stem of why she does not want to be seen as a whore. Because throughout the the show, there are multiple moments where she does not want to be pegged as promiscuous or yes. fast or yes. any of those things. And yet, she behaves in a way that might um, be perceived as promiscuous or fast. I like, think that besides, like, barring... I think that that really uh, takes shape in... Um, some of her interactions with Tim, but... No, even the other boys. No, what I was going to say is it, some of her interactions with Tim because... I they feel like that might like each other. They might like each other. And then her interaction with the boys from that episode in the car or, with, or in the movie theater to the to the rape scene. Even before that, they, like, there she would be... Many seasons, there were many interactions between them. Yeah, like after that. the bomb thing... They went out to, like, a... The yeah, party. and she was, like... She went to uh, one. She was um, hanging on with Tim, but then his sister came. So I understood that she's removed herself because um, of their problems. of their her relationship with Tim's sister. But then she hung up, hung on the other two guys, and they're over there like smiling. And Tim is over there looking crazy. And then the sister's like, she doesn't want you, like because he was like, why is she all up on this one now? Like, she's always been like that, just really touchy-feely in people's faces. And then wants to act like, whoa, why would you assume that I was down for anything more than friendship? Like, oh, I don't know, maybe because you put your hands in my pants the other day. Oh, I was joking. When she sent the the nipple-piercing picture to the group chat, 
Mm-hmm. Like these are all things that that cross lines, but she thinks she decides where the line is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just such a delusional um, mind frame to be at. You cannot decide for other people where the line is. <laughs> what you have to do is you have to stay where your line is so that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, I reserve the right to move the post. No. Um, I and she does that because she wants to be able to maintain their attention on her. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. I agree with that in terms of the intention, attention thing. But I don't know if this is, I think this is a personal thing. But for me, I think you can draw your line wherever you want it to be. Because as soon as you say that that's not where your line is, it's not where your line is. And that's cool. But I'm saying draw the line. She's not drawing the line. She's like, I will choose exactly. when I draw you, the and line. And you can choose when you draw the line. Because to me, I don't really interpret her touching and playing with George as and uh, Luke or whatever as like, I am sexually interested in the both of you. This is how I play. And it's like, all right, that's how she plays. In a sense, I can see she was trying to make Tim jealous. I can see that too, if you want but to, I but I still I don't think get, that that's I like conjecture. I don't know. Maybe I'm old school or whatever, but to me, I feel like it's important and significant for not just women, but men as well, that you do draw your lines. Like I have guy friends where like sometimes if I'm laughing, I'll hit them and they'll be like, don't hit me. Mm-hmm. And they'll say it seriously. Do not hit me. Do not like when people hit me. I know not to hit that person because they've drawn their line. I'm not, the, instead of them being like, oh, I don't want her to like hate me. So I'm just going to take the hit or to decide that it's okay now because I'm laughing. But then later when it's something serious, be like, they hit me back because, yo, I don't like when people hit me. But I've hit you a million times and you've never said anything. But now you want to. But I don't feel like that is um, healthy for a relationship that you plan on continuing to maintain. I feel like people should draw their lines. Say, state where it is that you stand so that people know how to interact with you, you know. Because then things like that will happen in the cab. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but sometimes, especially if these were with your friends, you can like absolve a lot of those kind of situations by being someone who already states their lines, you know, and then it creates a not so gray area. Then we know exactly what happened, you know, because um, if we go to where Joey is raped um, by her two male friends, mm-hmm. Either side doesn't understand what happened. And that's because Joey has not defined any clear lines throughout their relationship. You know, if she did do that, then in that car, we would know that the guys know that they had crossed the line. Okay. But now what we have to do is we have to, and I guess this is going to be my point. I changed my point from what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. This is going to be my point. It is important to, one, to educate young boys on what consent looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's important to educate young girls on what it sounds like to give and to reject someone. To give consent to somebody and to reject someone. It's important that you know what it, what it sounds like. Because if you want to say, oh, you know, we can't do this like she did with Tim. Mm-hmm. 
don't then dibble back and forth by still um, leading him on to think that he, he might be able to do this. And that's not really to say for Tim's benefit. It's for your benefit as well. Because if you create, um, if you create clear lines for yourself as well, you are better able to um, compartmentalize and analyze your feelings, right? Her situation with Tim created, helped create that, that instance in the car, right? Tim is hurt because he feels like they were developing something and now she is, has cut him off and is in the laps of his friends, right? So, oh, whatever you get is coming to you, right? Then the two guys have been kind of lusting over her for this whole, the whole time they've been friends. And then this night that they've been drinking and smoking God knows what, she's been doubly all over them. Yeah. So they assume before this that she was a certain kind of woman. Mm-hmm. Now, in this car, they are taking action on the kind of woman that she is. And because she has not drawn clear lines within their relationship, she can't even trust these people when she is inebriated. But she has put trust in them. No one really understands what kind of relationship they have with each other. Okay, and I understand that. And I understand Which just muddies the whole playing field. I understand that to a certain extent. But in my understanding, and I do think that, you know, it might help for if other people have the same understanding, it's you can draw the line at any time. Like if at any moment you were conscious, like I understand that, you know, they're inebriated. They can't, they're not really of sound mind to make a, a, a sound judgment call right here. But at any time where she says no, it's no. And it goes to, it's, it goes well, for that sexual line instance. I'm talking about. But no, it goes for that sexual instance and mm-hmm. it goes for whatever instance that they're in as friends. Yeah. It's whenever I say no, cause if you're, you're saying that, you know, if you and a certain person are play fighting and then all of a sudden you on a separate day, you touch him, he's like, I don't like to be touched. For you, you might be confused, but to me, I'm just like, you, you know, said no. he said no. Yeah, but I'm saying that it's it's important that he do, does say no. And I'm saying that you can say no at any time. And that's cool. You can say it at any time, but you have to say it. And she did. She did say it. But she said it in a situation that, like, none of them... It, this is too late of a situation. There's no too late. I, no, this is too late. Because it was too late. Well, but it's too late. Because they are who they are, like. And all the, honestly, I just want to clarify no, that that's not the that's not the line that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is, um, if I am just friends with you, mm-hmm. then this is the kind of friendship that I'm that looking for yeah. from you. This is the kind of friendship that I hope to receive from you. Those kind of lines need to be established. If it's going to be a a sum kind of relationship where we're kind of flirting with each each other, we kind of like each other, then that needs to be like established as well. And then you have to make sure that in establishing that, you don't do things that are going to then undo your establishment. You understand? Like, Mm -hmm. and that might be a lot to be asking from a 17, 16 year old kid, but at least something as simple as if you liked him, Tell Tim you like him and tell him why you can't be with him or tell him that you can't be with him. And how do you think that plays out? He goes to 
his sister and mouse out and now he's angry. he goes to whose sister his, J- sister his sister tim goes to his sister and now if he sh- if joey tells him why then she even if he doesn't that. tell him why just tell him that okay but even now, now she tells him that she doesn't like him how does that benefit her in the future no she does like him but no if she tells him that she doesn't like him now what how did that help her he would just, still be tight. He'd still be tight. Yeah, but I'm saying not then. Because he had no idea that she wasn't... I'm in- saying at any point. If he told, if she told him in episode one, oh, like after she has this conversation with... Uh, if she told him in episode one, they wouldn't all three be at the movies together. Okay. So wouldn't that be a little bit worse of a situation? No, that's better of a situation. Because then they wouldn't be... The only reason why she was going to that movie was low-key because she wanted to go to movies with Tim. But she doesn't want to be alone with Tim. Because she's afraid of how quickly their relationship will move if they are alone together. But what I'm saying is, if she went to the movies with those two boys... No, she would not go to the movies with those two boys. But let's be realistic. She probably would have still gone to the movies with those two boys. I don't think she would have because her friendship is with Tim. And Tim is friends with those two boys. She and those two boys never hang out with just them two. Throughout the entire show. We've seen them walk through halls by themselves. Yeah, they do. Yeah, with Anna... Because they're at Tim's school, not. but outside of school, she's with Tim. They all hang out together, but I can understand you saying that she likes Tim more than she likes them. Those two boys, she's not going to the movies with just them two. Them two I are there she... to make sure that she and Tim don't go further than she wants them to. So what I'm saying is like, if like if we take out this whole okay. She likes Tim. She wouldn't have gone anywhere without Tim. And she went to the movies with those two boys. Okay. It, in my scenario, in my scenario, if she told Tim that she didn't like Tim, mm-hmm. then she would also establish with those two boys that you're not getting anything out of me except for friendship. I, feel like I don't think. I feel like this is again a conspiracy. Okay, theory. so you're a teenager. You're a teenager. Yes. Do you not draw clear lines within your guy friends, or do you let them think that oh maybe you could be in a relationship with me? I but I don't think I should be your yeah, person example. because I've grown up with you two, and I also have inherited strict and boundaries. And I would. What I'm saying YouTube. is like. I would like that to be a more normalized thing. Okay. I feel like it's dangerous to allow women to think that they have this freedom to draw the line whenever and not understand that they might be met with very weird, murky circumstances where they're going to realize like, oh, wow, things can be so much neater if I draw lines earlier. Okay, but what I'm saying, right, is that that is like, that's the end campaign for how we better like ourselves but i'm saying that as joey as a person we've kind of like seen her fall into these instances of her battling with how she wants to be viewed and her what she's actually viewed as Mm -hmm. so i'm saying that like a lot of her situation is immaturity and a lot of it is also circumstance i think that it it kind of goes hand in hand in it a little bit and yeah it was just I, i i think that she does, she can draw clearer boundaries. And I think that that would be her awakening, that her awakening that I can't just I keep playing these games. I don't think she'll draw clearer boundaries because what I've noticed is that what ends up happening is that they get on this power trip where you think like, oh no, I dictate how far the relationship would go. And that's fine. I completely agree with you, but I don't think it's fair to begin to play the game and then make the rules as you're playing. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that's fair. I feel like make your rules before you play the game and let all playing parties know what the rules are. Then play the game. That makes a funner game than when you're playing the rules and changing them based on how you're doing in this game. Because you're going to meet somebody who's going to be like, I'm playing this game. Give it to me now. And what I'm saying is that that's the end campaign as in this is how we would like for people to do. But I'm I'm saying why does it have to be the end campaign? This is how we would like to. I'm here to discuss. Yeah. Alternative alternative thoughts. Yes. About mm-hmm. how we could help some people in this and kind I'm of situation, say. like Joey's. These are the reasons why I dislike Joey. I feel mm-hmm. like she should not advocate for that whole wishy washy of you are empowered to behave the way you want, but not receive any of the consequences from your behaviors. I feel like that is trash mentality. I dislike that she is just falling into these circumstances, but still organized enough to hold a whole rally to receive an apology from a teacher, Mm -hmm. whereas two black boys play with their friend, their actual friend, Mm -hmm. and one gets uh, suspended from school. Like, I just, I feel like the optics of that look crazy (laughs) and the fact that y'all are over here talking about how, oh, you know, Joey, we have to talk. I don't know what you're advocating for. Okay, listen, listen. (laughs) We can move on, but I'm just saying that I feel like in as the season was winding down, I was just really hoping that we can, that Joey can have this one watershed moment where she kind of is understanding of how she is uh, because you projecting guys this feeling. Have this. You people, I seem to think that she's a better person than she is, but she's a trash person. I I she's going to end up being a druggie, a, a junkie. Wow. She's going to end crazy. up, you know, um, being at the bus stop, turning tricks for That's quarters. Crazy. Like, you she really, is just, as you can I, see, I, I, I need help. I think that she can have this one watershed moment where she realizes she's going to sleep with her the high you know, school. We're not trying to be on the road. She's going to become a whore now that okay. she's been raped. What was your topic? What was your topic? What was your topic? Throw away her. What was your topic? Your topic was about how it's important to teach young men about what consent looks like. That, George. Okay. I didn't think that that was your topic. Yeah, yeah. I changed my topic. I changed my topic. I like what I I think we have a more important topic, especially for our black people. I don't even remember what that topic was about. I don't feel strongly about that. uh, We're talking about authority and how kids can uh then have, that's gonna bring up joey again is that we where you want to go, to go we don't even know we're gonna talk about joey we can talk about jason and, and owen. owen what do you feel about jason those and two owen people? the only part jason? that i wanted to talk about jason and owen was in contrast to but um, let's talk about jason first so we i can think we should talk it. about the no let's talk about jason no, no, no. Let's i think it's important to talk contrast stop i can do this okay i can do this i want to talk about how important it is to teach young men about what consent looks like. And I wanted to focus on George because George has no idea what consent looks like at At all. all. Mm -mm. Beginning from his relationship with Layla. Was it Layla? Leah? Layla. Layla Layla is underaged. I think she's 14. She just entered the ninth grade. She's 14 years old. She cannot consent to any kind of sexual relationship. Yeah. Yeah, but more specifically her um for him maybe he's like 15 16 years old 16 16 years old a 15 year old and 16 year old they can't consent but the two of them 
are not like he's not going to be charged mm-hmm. for her. But he will be charged for a 14 year old should her parents press charges. Okay. Uh, there's a two year rule. Mm-hmm. She's younger than two years and younger. He can be charged. Mm-hmm. He needs to know that. One, two, Joey being drunk and then and whatever, whatever. That's not consent. He thinks it's consensual because she was rubbing herself all up on him. That's consent enough for him, but that's not what consent looks like. And George yeah. does not know what consent looks like. And then I was also, I was thinking, I was like, if they were black boys, they'd be in jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I want George and whatever. What's his name? I don't remember. Ryan. Luke. Whatever. Luke, I don't know. Luke um, Lucas. And not to say that I want them to go to jail, even though that's what Joey would have had be done to them. Because I don't think jail teaches them or prison. I don't think that teaches them what consent looks like. I think no. that teaches them that these hoes be lying. <laughs> or yeah, okay, yeah. That's what um, they take from it. That's what they take from it. You know, she tried to ruin our lives because she changed her mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I honestly feel like they are two, they're good boys, you know? I know that they mm-hmm. are they making horrible life choices at this point, but essentially, they are good kids. They're going to school, they're getting good grades. They're playing their sports. They're aspiring for their futures. Okay. On paper, mm-hmm. they're good boys. And the parts where they are making missteps require correction. Not to be covered up or to be thrown in jail. I feel like in these kind of crucial moments, the way the... The repercussions of these kind of moments end up shaping whether they become good men, you know? And I feel like this was a moment that they could have become good men, but I don't think they're better off for it. I feel like they're probably coming closer to becoming not so good men. Okay, so I do not think that I can say that they're good, so to speak, Mm -hmm. but I think there's like a little neutralness to them. Because I do think that they are, I think they're like, they're just the trashy white boys. Like, I think that they're, they're, they're privileged. I think they don't really understand the idea of, you know, of whatever activism, whatever, whatever Joey's on. They don't understand what that is about. They don't understand how their racist remarks towards Sid are go against the progressiveness that they're trying to show in solidarity with Joey. And I think that they also, I think that George, I don't think he really cares as to how he's interacting with these girls. I think he's just jovial. George? Yeah, I think we just kind of like put that. Yeah, but also, you know, their jokes, because there's this thing, right? Especially if you're white and you're from New York, right? Where you think everybody can get these jokes, right? Mm -hmm. It's not racism. I'll make fun of a white person, a Jew. I'll make fun of blah, 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 blah. Everybody can get these jokes or jokes because in New York, especially like middle school, high school culture, um, being cutting mm-hmm. on people is a thing, you know? And if I'm going to cut on you and you're Pakistani, like you can't tell me that I can't use that, mm-hmm. you know? 
Maybe now things are different. <laughs> the the times <laughs> might have changed. Yeah. But from when I was a kid, right? Anything's fair game. Mm-hmm. As long as you get the laughs, then you win the session, right? So I think there's that underlying layer. Now, is it right or is it wrong? I don't, that's not what I'm going to argue for. What I'm trying to say is it's not with malicious intent. I don't think anything they do is with malicious intent, but I think that they are just kind of like in this, uh, like just white obliviousness that lends towards uh, things that kind of assist towards like patriarchy, racism and stuff like that. Because I think that George isn't aware of the power that he holds over Layla. But he holds Le- significant power. Layla holds more power over George. No. No, I'm going to tell you this. Layla, this Layla holds more power over George than George holds over Layla. Because Layla is only going to be involved with George for as long as that serves her. When it's over, she's done. Man, George is an, George George is entertaining Layla because that is the only girl that's giving him play at that moment besides the other one who he no longer wants. Okay? Should another girl come and want to give him play besides Layla, another girl from that list, George is going to be like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." You know, George is not choosy. Mm-hmm. Layla is. So she has the upper hand. She has the power. She just doesn't know it. She doesn't you know it. I think made an assumption. I think as we are looking at it, she wants George's attention. And she George doesn't, just doesn't want care for- George's attention. And I feel like that's what it is. I feel like y'all are not understanding the depth of Layla's character. I don't think it's George's attention. She didn't even care less about George's attention. What she wants is the experience of being with someone sexually, getting into joey's inner circle and competing with joey in her head and the way she can do all of those things at once is by being with george it does if you replace george with tim with blah blah blah, whichever one she was able to catch their attention first when she had said that when she had finally come to the grips of george is a rapist Mm -hmm. george went to jail and then he texted her and she said i'm not gonna answer and then she still answered and she still went to meet up with Mm -hmm. him what was that that was not his power over her that's not his power over her. That's her wanting her source of energy to not go away because she cannot continue to mess That's with That's power him. over her. <laughs> Alex, no, because she doesn't continue the relationship. She doesn't want to, to, to believe that George is a rapist because then she can't be with George anymore. No one wants to be with a rapist, yeah. even though he was already raping her. Yeah, because she wants his attention no. i think that i can say that male attention just the umbrella term male attention has more power over her than george specifically but george has power over her i'm not saying that george doesn't have power over her but i'm saying that the amount of power that george has over her does not surpass the power that she has over george but how is it her power if it's indiscriminate how is it her power if it's indiscriminate yeah I think just because she does not know that she wields power over him does not mean no, that no, no, it's no. not there. No, no, no. If it's indiscriminate. Like, if I am only here because this is my next meal, how do you hold power over me if I can get my meal elsewhere? Because there's nowhere else for you to get your meal. If you could get there your is, meal elsewhere... I just don't like it as much as you... No, no, no. Now. First of all, there is no place you can get your next meal. Because I'm sure something embarrassing happened with that girl. That's why. Because... 
like I'm reading into this right now, but mm-hmm. to think of a teenage boy being with another girl and not wanting to return to that, something happened. No, you are just more interesting as of right now. I don't think so. That's not how teenage boys work. That's not something happened. But the oh, something happened. So yeah, no, it's you. No, 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 no. I do not want you anymore. Bye, bye. Yeah, that's yes. how it works. Yeah, sometimes it is like that, but I'm saying like. Something happened to make me not want you anymore. No. Either no, I didn't ever like you. Out of nine, I don't I think, want you anymore. I think he doesn't like any of them. <laughs> yeah. I think he likes Joey, but even that is still up in the air. I, I'm not sure as to much how much he likes Joey, but I think he's just who am I getting play from right now, and who is the shinier new toy? Yeah, I, I agree with that. On a gold platter. Yeah, and it's easy. It's easy yeah. access. It's like it oh, is as soon no as I appear. It is because Layla doesn't understand that. Oh. I'm the only place that you can get this from. Well, for whatever reason it is that you've decided that I'm the only place, I am the only place. Once that's like, once that's established, if she understands that, then she controls him. But she doesn't understand that. So okay. I'm saying like, I guess what I'm saying is like the potential of her power mm-hmm. over George outweighs George's okay. power over her. Yes, I will agree with that. The pen- potential of her power agrees. Just like I think the potential of the NFL players have a power over the NFL as an association. It, yes, I agree with that. But as you of right now... You have lost us. Just Don't like, break that down. No, just uh, like you have more I, power I, I as a collective that. group of workers like, over your boss. Until that, I don't think you, that's how it works for me because my... Yeah, your is, boss is crazy. But in a situation, like a union has more power over yes, an employer. a union does have more but power. But if you've never unionized, then you do not have the power. Exactly. And she has never unionized or whatever. She is not she a- actualized not. on her she power. Her so she does not have the power. She has it because here's the power... Potential is not actual. No, but... N- n- you, in order to get more power, you have to have power. I don't think like you power just comes out of nowhere. You know, it it has to there has to be a bank for it in order to harness it. You know, I feel like potentially she has more power, and I think she understands that she has some power. She just is just too stuck in her head. I don't know. I feel like at the end of it, okay. she's starting to come to the idea that oh, I have some power. But, but over the as far, as, far as George, not only the Indian kid, the fact that she was able to evacuate that school, I know that was a power rush for her. Yeah, I think that that's... she's a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, right now. And I think that she's the end of the lost. season is her starting to like actualize. Actualize on that. her power, but I and I think by the end of the thing, it might be praise. a thing. But I feel like that's going to fuel her her to become one of those. Like people where you're just like, oh, how did they get there? Well, they got there by eating their enemies. Okay. But as far as George and Luke being good people. George and Luke. And when I say good people, I don't mean like, you know, like humanitarian, um, altruistic. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm I'm saying that they're not intentionally bad people. They're not intentionally bad people. And they do what is expected of them Mm -hmm. as children. But then their extracurricular activities are not so good. Mm-hmm. And that requires some training. And I think it's important that we recognize how that we need to train young boys in order to get a society where 
you can potentially draw the line whenever you are ready to draw the line. But the society we live in now requires you to draw the line before you get into some weird situations that you're trying to draw the line and you're wondering why this marker has run out of ink. No. Okay. But as far as, I guess, I don't know. With George and Luke, I think that they are, I do agree with you that they're not, um, they do deserve and they are deserving of salvation and that they are there. I don't know about that. Honestly, what I'm saying is that this moment mm-hmm. determines whether they become people who can attain salvation or become people who go continue down this path of mm-hmm. just becoming horrible people. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they deserve salvation from what they did. They probably don't, you know? However, they're... This can go two ways. They can either villainize Joey and think that she tried to ruin their lives and then realize that they have this power where they, if they can make a gray area, they can abuse someone and get away with it. Or they can then understand that, oh, if I hear my friend say no, then I have to stop. If my friend has not established a romantic relationship, then I should not assume that there is one. Mm -hmm. Because my friend dresses a kind of way does not then categorize her as a certain kind of person. That could have been learned from this if this was was handled differently. But it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm concerned that they are going to stop being good boys, which they were before this incident, and then become bad boys. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I think it's a little, uh, I think we have to do a better job. Yeah, I mean, interceding before situations like this appear. And even after they appear, this is a teaching moment, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes, they've done some bad things. Do you know what you did? Did you you understand what it did, what you did? Can you look Joey in the face and tell her you're sorry? She deserves at least that. That you acknowledge that you've violated her. She deserves mm-hmm. at least that. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? They have to go through it so that they know that I don't want to ever want to be here ever again. I don't want my friend to look at me as a rapist. I don't want anyone to look at me as a rapist. I want to make sure that all my relationships from here on out are consensual. Mm-hmm. And also Tim needs a conversation that... You cannot watch somebody else get violated and assume that you are without fault. Mm-hmm. You cannot um, withhold that information. Well, I mean, I still I'm not as angry, but still, like in the fact that he lied about it when they were interrogated, without having any kind of like. Oh, so you're not mad at him for you're you're like oh he shouldn't have lied, but then. Um, Jason. Without having that solidarity amongst your group. Jason had solidarity amongst the group that we're They're trying to save friends. Owen. Yeah, we're trying to save Owen. They, they have solidarity. He's trying to save his two friends. He was, that's not, not solidarity. He, he's he's right here like, I'm trying to protect y'all and she was bugging. So. No, Alex. I feel like you're a little wishy-washy with that. But I it's guess. okay. You know, because <laughs> honestly, like, if you really think about it, like a lot of these, uh, like, this is the problem with, like, I guess, punitive measures in, like, America. It's just, it's very hard. It's very hard to say what's deserving and what's not deserving. Because in uh, Jason and Owen's case, I can be like, oh, it's a, there, there's some, it's a lighter situation. Yes, this very much this can determine Owen's future. But 
it's 60 days suspension or, or expulsion. These other kids are facing jail. So like the severity of it and the what I what the outcome versus the ethics are very are ske- a little skewed to in, to me. But I feel like if you're in a standardized school and you are a teenage kid, punitive measures mm-hmm. should not be the first yeah go to you know like. That that should not be how we handle kids. And I understand that New York is a high crime place and schools have to have these no tolerance policies to uh, deter um, children who behave badly. It is. I think it's more so to um, hasten the process. I think it's. I think it's just. I think so it's also to scare, do. to scare. You know, like. But who's scared? Like the kids that are robbing, stealing, doing whatever, they're gonna do it. But you do it so that the kids in the with something to lose that you don't have as many situations to grease through. You're just like here. Once you get here, you know what it is. Yeah, I think maybe in a more homogenous society, that's cool. But in New York, a kid who's robbing, stealing could also do very well through school and end up in a. So it's a standardized school, and then Robin Steele at that school. Mm, I think that there's less opportunity for that. But I think, I, I don't know, just in general, I think that that whole no tolerance thing, it's so crazy when you have a no tolerance for stealing, but not for rape. rape. <laughs> it's just, I'm confused. Like, And now whatever, I, I want to see if Layla gets in trouble for this bomb threat. Like, is she going to get no tolerance? Because... You're you're really just trying to target like no 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 Layla might get in trouble for this bomb threat might. and this um this um kind of negates all my hopes and dreams from her because this is definitely gonna go to Homeland Security <laughs> and she's going to jail <laughs> she's she's either going to jail or she's getting deported back to China deported. like it's. Layla's mm, not going to go as far cool. as I had hoped for her. But if she had just not done that, I think she, the skies was the limit mm-hmm. for her. <laughs> and not to say yeah. that I even, like, I, I felt that she was just as troubled. I was a little irritated by her segments. Every time she came on, I was just like, I could do without this, you know? Mm-hmm. But I could also appreciate, I feel like if she had someone, like an actual mentor, which is what she was looking for, right? Mm-hmm. If she actually had a mentor, someone could have... Oh, yeah, I could have saved her. Like, somebody so could have been trouble. like, yo, bro, I get it. You want to you wanna get everybody's attention. You think that, you know, you're the bee's knees. You know, let's find what that outlet is. <laughs> let's find that. Yeah. You know, and let's throw yourself into that so you can stop leeching off of these guys. And like Layla, Layla wouldn't listen because the rabbis. Right she would know. listen. She would no. listen because she listens. She's to very impressionable. No, she did not. She, she, she has listened. to she just, listen. Yeah, because, she just took because it the away. rabbi was talking to her in parables, bro. No, when the rabbi got real with her, I was like, yeah, bro, maybe you like apologize to your friend. Because and she no. wants well, to. But why? Friend. Why are you apologizing to your friends? She thinks that she asked the rabbi, how do I get my friends to come back to me? Well, maybe you need to apologize to your friends. Okay, cool. So I apologize to you. Can you come back to me now? What no, are you apologizing her apologi- for? Her apology was like, I'm sorry that you're not me. And like, you don't because understand. Because she doesn't understand. I am yeah. fired. She, 
she doesn't understand what she's apologizing yeah, I, I think for. that that's less of a of a verdict on her and more so like the conversation that she was having with the rabbi like the rabbi was just it seems surface like level giving her offhand like you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. we need a therapist yeah but even still a she therapist just or a counsel. friend that was like a friend that she could actually like talk to like real real like she had a I friend think like her that. friend was her, giving her her friend was her friend very was blank. her friend was was a nice girl however her friend did not understand her at all like her friend couldn't even see where I she was because a 16 year old can't understand that no i think another 16 year old going through something similar or even maybe somebody a little older maybe like dominique. A, a, yeah. not dominique dominique where's gonna be no dominique would have punched her yeah if <laughs> maybe somebody a little <laughs> older who maybe yeah, did recognize that she was going down this way but had more self-discipline to be like oh you know like i did have a lot of stuff like that but then i realized that being part of the um the school newspaper kind of gives me that thrill because everybody's reading my stuff and talking about it and I feel like they're a dungeon and that's how what so I even do. still she would have went and then she would have wrote about my life as an Asian American Jew and then nobody's talking about it yes but then it would have started her journey to finding what it was that She's captured the, people's attention. She's in the, play, drama, the club, drama club. But she's not good at it. And she doesn't really want to do that. She's just doing she's it because that's how she gets that, on the I think stage. that what she would need is like actual counsel. Because a character like that would be Mira, Sid's sister. She would be somebody who was in that like... Mira don't kinda, have time but she don't for have her t- And that's what I'm saying. A kid in that age won't have time for it. Because even Sid himself could have gave her that advice. And when she was feeling his whole life... Sid, soul to, so Sid, her Sid soul thought she was him, crazy. He's like, yeah, you are... You need help. <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I would have okay. walked away Miss Sunday. Yes, like, but oh, I, if somebody had showed more needed, interest. I think she needs I think she definitely counsel, needs like, counseling. But I think also slap. she needs a friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was a little uh, disappointed in her friend that she didn't... Uh, no, let's not say that. I wouldn't say... Yeah, I wouldn't say disappointed in her friend. Like, this isn't... She doesn't have to. No, I think I her friend did the right thing for was, herself. Yes, I just wish her friend had mm-hmm. that. I don't wish anything. Say. I like the way her friend handled the <laughs> just situation. To just like, you know what, I'm out. Just I'm separate good. yourself from that. <laughs> There's nothing you can do for that girl. Oh, wow. Just be like, I have my own. I have other friends. Her friend was living her high school life the way a mm-hmm. young teenage yeah. girl should be living her high school life. And I don't I don't want her to be bogged down with trying to fix Layla. All right. Layla mm-hmm. needs somebody else. That's that's not going to work. Yeah. I don't know. God save these children. So I feel like this was better than giving people a summary of the show. You know, these are great talking points where it's going to... I mean, we pretty much did give a summary of the show. But in talking about what we want to talk about, not Mm -hmm. like, oh, season one, episode one. Okay, but anyways, um, I feel like this is good enough. Yeah. So, um, all right, this was a good episode. Um, Thank you, Abigail, for joining us. You're welcome. Okay. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.